Hey, what's up, Shepard? It's me, Cal Rieger. Let's go get a pizza pie. <laughs> Can't wait till Ash's voice acting in video games. <laughs> I will do it for free, companies. All right, welcome to episode 40 of the Rated NA podcast for NerdAppropriate.com. Cool. It is a beautiful Saturday morning here. It's one of the first nice days we've had in uh, about a year. It's not 240 degrees. <laughs> yeah, go Florida. We win. <sighs> and Legoland is open now, too. Legoland is open, yeah. I know. Scott, you going to go? I don't know. I heard it's targeted for kids like ages 3 to 12. Perfect. <laughs> so, just kidding. Do they have? Uh, is there like a roller coaster? I don't even know what the attractions are. I um, I never played with Legos growing up. What? Yeah, what you like? Did. What is the what other your thing? Lego brand? Do you have like connects I, or? I didn't. Connects. I didn't use blocks. Oh, yeah. yeah, those are newer. I think, I think this is part of the the reason I don't like puzzles. Lincoln Logs, perhaps. Like the puzzle we're going to talk about in Dragon Age: Mark of the Assassin. There are a couple puzzles in there that I I literally like smacked my face against the controller a few I times. thought you'd have just taken the route that was like, let's just fight our way out. I did that later. <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, as soon as I realized you could do that. But yeah, Legos are kind of puzzly. Um, I'm more of a, a person who breaks things <laughs> oh. than builds yes. them. Fair, fair <laughs> enough. It's a different activity. My, my nickname when I was a little kid, and I'm not kidding, when I was about three was Smashly because my parents would buy me stuff and I would just love to break it all. <laughs> Well, it seems like Legos would have been perfect for you then. Yeah, uh, I think they were afraid I was going to choke or something, so they didn't, you know. You do like I to also, eat a lot I of did, things. I did. Yeah, I like to chew on blocks, and I choked on a marble when I was like six. Six? Yeah, that six. Seems like a, a late age to be choking on marble still. <laughs> well, you know, I had one of those mazes that you like guide the marble through the maze. Uh, labyrinth. Yeah. yeah, the labyrinth. Yep. And I, it was a big steel marble. And I um, was like, I'm going to take this marble out and I'm going to spit it at my friend. Because <laughs> that's what you do when you're like six years old. And I took the marble out and they, I inhaled it and it went in my windpipe. And awesome. then my, my dad didn't know the Heimlich. And um, he was in his room uh, watching TV or something. And I went in there choking with a marble in my throat. And he looked at me and realized I was choking. So he picked me up by my ankles and shook me. <laughs> it's, did all the change fall out of your pocket? Like what? <laughs> This is a real story. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it came out of my throat and I lived. So I, I kind of grew up having a fear of marbles and mazes and puzzles. Wow. Yeah. It's sad that these things don't happen anymore because wow. you know, cause now if you want to do labyrinth, you just do it like on your iPhone or, yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, there's no more labyrinth maze games. And why? First of all, why the hell would my parents buy me that? Like that is just like such a random – have this labyrinth. I think son. everybody had labyrinth. Did you? They? Yeah. How I think, fun. or at least you knew somebody that had labyrinth. See, that like was, everybody either knew somebody or had it. It was fun for five minutes, and then you start spitting the marble out yeah, at people. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, you know what we did have though growing up, Crossfire. Oh <laughs> man, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. We had uh, talking about marbles. Yeah. You ready for for ghetto though? And it's the only reason this made me think of it was fire. But uh, we had um, laser tag. But we didn't have any of the vests. <laughs> oh, man. All we had, we had, my friend had the big white rifle gun. Ooh, that thing's BA, yeah. And then uh, we had 
three or two of the handguns, but we had no vests, so we would just run around playing with the guns, like pretending like we were in an army or something. So you were yeah. pretty much just playing army. guns at that See, point. There, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it was with laser tag guns, weirdly enough. There was like a resurgence of laser tag like in, uh, I want to say, 99 or 98. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't laser tag. It was called Laser Challenge. And they had some cool shit. They had laser grenades. Yeah. What? Different different guns. They had all sorts of like rifles and shotguns. Well, now they've got like it's that freaking cool. like hard knocks here. Like yeah. Hardcore yeah. like laser tag places. Yeah. Where there's like Hooters girls that promote the establishment. Yeah. And, yeah. and you have to buy like a pass. To get, I still have it. I, I probably still have 30 bucks from your freaking uh, bachelor party. But anyways. Indeed. So what have you guys been doing this week? I haven't seen you guys. <laughs> Two weeks. We took off last week. We did. And then I wasn't on the, uh, I missed a podcast somewhere. Oh, it was like 37. Uh, yeah, man. That was the one man. that just went up. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Where, where were you again? I forgot. What? You. During 37? Went yeah. to your sister-in-law's house. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, yes. That's oh, where you were. That's how long ago it was. Uh, went to, went that's to how Rod- bad I've been doing with Rochester. <laughs> It's like a time capsule. Oh, God. It's like, you know, it'll be like, it's just, what, I, what I was happening? I feared 37 so much, and my fears played out, so I just never, I avoided it. It was like procrastination because I knew the end of it was going to be a pain in the ass to do, and it was. It happens. It happens. But then uh, the next two are going to go up pretty quick. But should yeah, we, you're uh, in Rochester. Should we preview what we're talking about today before we... Oh, we should. <laughs> yeah, sure. Because we got a lot of stuff. talking right now. So first of all, this is episode 40, so congratulations, my friends. 40 is a, l- a long time to be doing a That's podcast. excellent. Yeah. Coming up on the year anniversary in a couple of weeks, uh, really soon, really, two weeks will be the yeah. anniversary, and then we're, uh, we'll are we be on episode 42, which is pretty awesome. I don't know that any of us could have imagined that <laughs> we would have been doing like regular podcasting for the whole entire year. No. No. That's, that's pretty awesome. I think that's great. You know, I don't I, think we had... I think, I think when... Ash and I originally started talking about it, and then we got you involved, and we're like, all right, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. I don't think I envisioned more than, uh, like, two months' worth of podcasting total, maybe. And we'd be like, forget it. And then, I, and it wasn't that I thought we would just quit. I just, like, I didn't imagine we would be able to continue talking for as long as we... If yeah. we add up the amount of hours we've talked now, it's probably, what? Billions. Two day, billions of hours. Billions of Microsoft hours. <laughs> right. So, anyways. Uh, who's going to... Well, so this week we have um, Hulu cancels its big sale. We're going to talk about the the super top secret Mass Effect multiplayer reveal now with a little bit of new information that I found out this morning, which I don't know if you guys have heard yet, so I'm excited to talk about it. Um, Microsoft bought Twisted Pixel, which is pretty awesome, um, and a game that all of us really liked um, is getting a sequel. Transformers Fall of Cybertron announced for 2012, so we're going to talk about that in the news and then we're going to go ahead and review Dragon Age Mark of the Assassin, um, starring Felicia Day, and Dragon Age Redemption, also starring Felicia Day. What do you know? Uh, Matt played a little bit of the old Dark Souls, <laughs> also known as the most unforgiving game of 2011. And Scott played a little bit of the Uncharted 3 multiplayer beta, which we are now at liberty to discuss. Also, we're going to do an open thread slash Twitter question. Uh, do you think the addition of known actors and personalities to a game is a good or bad thing and why? And this is sort of um, based around the likeness and um, mocap of Felicia Day being in Mark of the Assassins. So we're going to yeah. talk about that. So what have you been up to, Scott? Uh, well, I played uh, Uncharted 2 yeah. and finished it. That game is awesome, by the way. As far I know, as like, you, where, where, where we went to lunch and Scott was like, 
uh, Uncharted 2 is the most gorgeous, best game ever made. It's like the, like, the cinematography in like the set set pieces, the action sequences yeah, are really yeah. good in that game. Yeah. Like, no, I really enjoyed it. I got to I'm this on board. is this is ages ago. I got to a puzzle where there's like some looks like a totem pole on a wall or something like that. Some puzzle. Yes. Like was it about halfway, not even Yeah, something like that. It's about halfway. A little more than halfway. I got there and um I got stuck for it's a puzzle again. Yeah. There's those puzzles. I, I got to a puzzle and I was just like, I wanna break things <laughs> <laughs> And then I and then I put it down and I haven't picked it up. But I, I'm gonna beat it um soon i promise cool um and what i played the dragon age and i'm also reading not the new one because it's not out yet but i'm reading the currently newest mass effect novel which is uh revenge or retribution i have been on a quest okay first of all there's also a new mass effect comic that we're going to talk about next week it comes out next week yes uh i've been on a quest to find the comic you have been searching for oh this, this space sci-fi but like not necessarily superhero right centric. and i i have found it i have ordered it okay and it's old but we're gonna i think i want us all to read it and review it okay but it's by uh warren ellis who's a fucking phenomenal writer so i'm excited he has three i got one of them that sounds so we're gonna, awesome we're gonna give it a try cool that made mass effect made me think of yeah that. yeah yeah interesting yeah because it was like, and trust me, you have no idea how hard this search was. I like was endlessly like googling and Wikipediaing for this comic. It, and it's I a found, hard, I it's a hard it. thing to to find. He had three that he put out that are very like. I think I might own them. Not to be. Which ones? Uh, what was it called? I know it's by Warren Ellis because I was. He I has was, a lot of series. So. I was into him. Um, oh God. Probably around 2000, I was into his writing a lot. But it was a space comic that he did. He did a few. He did, like, The Authority. Yeah. I and then he a... did Transmetropolitan. No, I didn't read Transmetropolitan. And then he did... Um... It was a short. I think it was, like, a short... He had the three that I was looking at, one's called Ocean. I didn't read that one, though. One's called... I don't remember. And the other's called... Something else I don't remember. <laughs> I don't pretty remember good, it, right? This is going pretty good. Swimmingly. Yes. Uh, no, it, it's... Um, there we go. I can... has a great it has a great name, but I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. Where the hell is my wish list? Oh, there it is. I'll edit this. With <laughs> you wish. Oh, one's called Orbiter. That's not the one I was thinking. One's of. called Ocean. And then the one... It won't be on the mic, so it's fine. And then the one I ordered was... Where the hell is it? God damn it. It's going to drive me crazy. Ministry of Space. That's what it was. That's what I have. So yes. you have that. I have Ministry of Space. Oh, well, then you'll be able to join in, I guess. <laughs> I haven't read it in probably 10 years. Yeah, it's old. Didn't it come out in like 01 or something? Mm-hmm. But they're all set in kind of this weird, like, kind of like first contact kind of era where something goes wrong with a spaceship and it's all very space and there's no superheroes involved and it's very sci-fi and I, it literally took me a long time to find that's that exactly I, what i'm looking I for i discovered them i purchased one of them and we were gonna read it and give it a shot fantastic so that was a long sideline for something that didn't matter yeah it happens ash what how was your week to? two weeks oh other uh, than what we know uh or you can talk about what we know nah, it's not very interesting busy um working you know my other my other job. <laughs> it's okay. We do have other jobs. The other I mean, the other like job that I 
don't really talk about the other job, you know. Uh, it's going okay. It's the end of the quarter. A lot of angry teenagers stabbing each other. <laughs> Are they really stabbing each other? Yeah, you know what happens. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't. I really don't. There's a, there's a lot of the, the old stabbing. Um, uh, good. I played uh, Dragon Age. <laughs> <laughs> I played Dragon Age. Um, Dragon Age: Mark of the Assassin. Pretty much almost twice. Cool. I, I reached my. So was it like five, eight hours somewhere in there? Or? Uh, it's about four or five. Four or five. Yeah, and um, I reached my goal of reaching level fifty in Gears of War. In um, multiplayer? Yep. Wow. Level 50. That sounds like it could take a lot of time Out to of do. 100. It actually, you know what? Horde mode makes it fast. So I, oh, play, okay. I played a whole uh, lot of Horde, and it goes by pretty quickly. Cool. Um, and that was a lot of fun. And other than that, I've just been kind of, you know, hanging out, doing doing it, doing it. What about you, Matt? Um, I've had stuff going on that's cool. Are you allowed to talk about are it? We, are we ever going to talk about it? Come on, man. What the hell? Let's 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 have a moment of jubilation. <laughs> I uh, Matt is a male prostitute, <laughs> and he's finally revealing it to the world. Leave me space so I can okay. edit this. If okay. Be. Okay. Uh, I got hired by Marvel Comics. Awesome. What? <laughs> so, and for our listeners, why don't you tell them what you're going to be doing? Uh, Are you going to be the new Spider-Man mascot yes. in the Macy's Parade? Yeah, no, not in the Macy's Parade. I'm just walk. They hired me to walk around the streets <laughs> of New York City dressed as Spider-Man. Awesome. So you're going to be a homeless person. <laughs> is what you're telling us. No, uh, I am. The official title is a web interface developer, which means I'm doing like HTML and CSS and JavaScript. That is un- incredible. Super. You should have amazing. seen how excited my mom was. <laughs> For you, we were at, we had dinner with my mom the other night. It's like, oh, Matt got hired by Marvel, and she's like, I'm so happy for them. I don't even, oh, I don't even know. She's like, the Marvel that makes all those books you read. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that Marvel. I love that your mom is like a uh, sheltered, like old woman, and your dad is like a gruff Italian. Yeah, they, they don't... the voices you do are very interesting. Neither <laughs> one of them actually match your dad and your mom. Yeah, that's exactly, true. But they're kind of exaggerated. I think that's my mental impression of my parents. It's like, really funny. Uh, yeah. But but yeah. So in two in three weeks, I'm moving to New York. Uh, we are figuring out how the podcast is still going to work, but it will. And there's going to be a couple weeks without me, which is awesome. That's fine. Thank God. I know. The first time. This will I be know. the first time minus me. I know. I get to do the intro. I here. call intro. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's not. The thing is, it's not 100% yet. I took a drug test that I have to pass, which I will pass. But and then, uh, <laughs> well, let's hope so. Unless and you're then, not telling uh, us something. I do a lot of heroin. Smoking and, some crack. <laughs> and then, uh, um, yeah. And then going up there. So that's exciting. We will see. Everybody is. I, I'm excited. It's just I'm also very, I, like everybody who's really excited doesn't have to deal with the reality of yeah. moving all of your shit to New York. We can oh, yeah. be excited for you because we don't have to make any plans to <laughs> yeah. get up there. Yes, we don't so, have to uproot our entire existence. And... But it was cool. My aunt actually texted me and sent me a picture of. I guess they ha- she teaches elementary school and they were doing this day of like jobs and they were talking about like dream jobs. And yeah. So she to- she actually told them my story, like, oh, my nephew used to read Marvel Comics all the time, and now he just got hired, and, like, some kid wrote, he was like, I want to be, like, Matt, Matt. That's cool. And get a job at Marvel Comics. Hey, it is like, a dream job, man. 
And we're like, cool. we're very proud of all your hard work. So very good work. It is awesome. So yeah, so we will uh we will it's not I'll just keep breaking up knife fights, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Holding down the fort. <laughs> Scott'll keep doing whatever it is he does. He's doing He's artificial things. artificial intelligence uh, that he's not allowed to talk about. Something like that. But yeah, so you know. Everything's going to keep moving forward. Maybe it, it'll give us some ins that we didn't have before. That'd be cool. <laughs> ins that we probably can't talk about on this yeah, podcast. Not very often, but yeah. Yeah. until they're out, you know. Right. Ins until they're out. Yeah. Well, uh, good. So, yeah. So, that's been what I've been doing. And then I also, in smaller news, I started uh, my insanity run on Mass Effect 2. Now, yes. Oh, okay. I was going to ask, because uh, I was looking at doing an insanity run on Mass Effect 1. But I found you out that you couldn't pay me a million dollars to do an insanity no, no. run. But I found out that you have to beat that game like to unlock hard, and then beat the game on hard to unlock insanity. I, beat it on I hard. think. Uh, d- that's not. Anyways, uh, inf- I- insanity run on Mass Effect Two is one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life, game wise. It, it's it hard. Is insane. I'm on Morden, the fucking first mission or second mission that you do, mm-hmm. and it is brutally hard. Yeah. Like, luckily, I have um, Zaid. Because he's a sniper. Otherwise, I I don't think you can win that mission. Because if you remember Morden's mission, when you're running through, you're going through the the slums of um, oh yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Uh, what you call it, the planet that I can't think of, Omega, yeah. Omega, yeah. And uh, there's parts where you are pinned down, and then there's guys just up on the second level firing rockets at you. Yeah, which happens that. in the normal run through or your hard run through. Excuse me. Um. But in that run through, there's like two or three. In this one, there's ah. like six or ten. Like they just continually come out, and there's like three or four firing at a time at you. Yeah, your guys are constantly dying. You have no met. You have like three meta gels to like bring them back. So you essentially just have to wait till they both die, and then bring them back and hope they survive again. You're doing a lot. I find I'm doing a lot more commanding of where they need to be, like setting ah. them up in points, than I did in my normal or, or I think I did hard my hard run through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you do a lot more of that, but it is, it is like rage quit hard. And Derek texted me and was like, dude, get ready. The first couple of missions are rage quit hard. And I had just finished playing dark souls and I was like, there's no way. (laughs) And it is fucking, it's just ridiculous. They just throw endless amounts of guys at you, but it's fun. I mean, I'm enjoying it and, and I can read it now, which is like a whole whole new world. (laughs) I'm sure Derek mentioned to you that at the beginning is really the hard part. Once you well, level up, because you haven't up, leveled at all. Yeah, yeah. Once you level up and you have some some well, you know, I, decent stuff. I here. was wondering if I go do like Kasumi's run thing or something. Like I didn't know if that would be super hard right now because those are all unlocked. So I could go try to do those. I'll to tell level. you what. What I did find to be difficult was um, the final piece of DLC. Um, Oh, I beat that too. I did got that and beat it too. I found that like that was really hard to do on hard or whatever the hardest difficulty I had. It was at the pretty time. hard. Um, well, there's the one part where you're by almost yourself. supposed to die. The one where you're by yourself. I well, they send tra- like five waves out. Yeah, yeah, that part's pretty hard. I guess I guess you have the option of not surviving that final. battle. I didn't. Yeah. Well, the final battle. No, I mean like the the battle where you're basically by yourself and you're. Well, you're by yourself all the time, but where, where uh, the five waves of guys you yeah. get an achievement if you survive. Yeah, I if think, you survive yeah. all five, you get. I only beat. F- I beat four fucking. I think waves that's why I was trying to do it. it. Yeah, yeah. But um, there's also a a DLC suit. I don't know if you if you purchased the suit, but there's a suit that you pretty much. I don't want to say have to have for the uh, for the insanity run, but it's like I probably didn't get it. Honestly, so the I'll best. Get it. It's a like a full armor set. That is leaps and bounds about anything else. I also chose Sentinel, which I had not played before. Yeah, yeah. And while it's good, 
it isn't aiding me at all in the insanity run. Yeah. Because you get the tech armor, which is cool. The tech armor does help quite a bit, but the recharge on it is painfully slow at the very really? beginning. That's, yeah. a, that's a weird thing that I found about all of Bioware's like, RPG games is that like, like you know, they give you all this choice, but I feel like no matter what you do, the final confrontation in Bioware games is always usually like just you against yeah. just the boss, yeah, yeah. and you really just need to be like the assault guy. Yeah, yeah. Or the warrior. Well, the soldier is definitely probably like the way to go. I just, I I didn't want to do it. It felt a little too vanilla to me. Well, it's super vanilla. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That was my my least favorite class that I've tried. Yeah, Yeah. and that's what like 50% of the the people play as. And I did the, I did the, uh, in, in, uh, Invader? What the hell is that one called? In Infiltrator. Infiltrator. The first, my first run through, which is a sniper. I did that one, mm-hmm. and, and I was fun. like, I know, but I didn't. I wanted to do something new. I was yeah, like, yeah. I don't want to be the infiltrator again. I almost chose an adept because I was like, <sighs> I think you'd get shredded. And I, I think you though. would, but I, but that's what I excel at is using the yeah the powers. So I was like, that might be good for me, but then I, I don't know. I just want to settle. Anyways, too much. You'll time get on through this. it. It's just gonna be you know fun, pain in the ass. So, um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's get into it because we're running we're running behind. All um, right. So, the other night uh, on Hulu's blog, they announced that they have completely canceled all sale of Hulu dot com. They are not trying to find a buyer anymore. They didn't find anything that they thought was worth their 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 worth. So, <laughs> so why were uh, they looking for a buyer in the first place? Um. Well, m- I mean. That's kind of the way the internet works. Like people come up with something really innovative, they put it online, and then they try to get somebody who's got billions of dollars to buy them out, so that they're not continually supporting it. Unless you're Facebook, you know. Unless right. you're like somebody who wants to just own what you built. This was built by kind of a conglomerate and funded by like Fox and NBC. So I think they were looking for buyers almost immediately. I think this was just like a let's see how internet TV works out, and then it worked out pretty damn well. And now they're going well. We can feasibly make more money off of our own ad generation than we can by selling it. Mm-hmm. So, huh. they're, so they're not buying. They're not selling. I almost wonder if they never truly intended on selling it at all and just wanted to see what kind of offers they could get right now if they just threw it out there. Um, and if something great came down the line, they probably would have sold it. But I, I don't know that they were ever like, let's sell this thing. Sure, just testing the water. Yeah. So Google not buying it. Microsoft not buying it. I was kind of hoping Google would get it, honestly. I thought they'd be a good, strong partner for them to, to kind of muscle into some content. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I enjoy Hulu. I still just, I still feel like it's kind of lacking in some areas. But I, I think it's lacking because the networks cannot, they just can't get out of this mode. Fox, I don't know if you noticed this. I don't know if anybody noticed this other than me. But um, now that New Girl got picked up and it's popular... It's delayed ten days after every product. Are you serious? Oh, really? It's yep. so ridiculous. So here's the you know jokes on you, Fox, because I'll wait ten days to watch it. Well, Ryan was like, I'll just you know get it elsewhere. Oh sure, like, yeah. I guess you could do that. Too. And that's yeah. and that's what happened. Fox did this thing last season. They started like House started getting delayed ten days, and South Park does it too. Comedy Central does it with everything but their daily. But shows. like none of these shows are time sensitive. But the but they do that, and then what they found was it didn't drive people to go get cable. It didn't drive people to watch it online. It didn't even make people wait ten days to watch it. They just pirated it. Pirating like what went through the roof yeah. when, when they uh, when they started doing this plan. So. I don't know. I mean, I'm I I like Hulu. It's not going to go anywhere. I don't think so. I'm happy they're they're kind of thinking, hey, you know, we're worth more than the whatever millions of dollars sure. were offered to them. Sure, sure. So Crazy. we will see. Um, Ash, you posted this article about Mass Effect. So. Yeah, man, we've been following this for 
ages. It was kind of leaked, God, I want to say three or four months ago, some um, crazy foreign site was like, there's going to be Mass Effect multiplayer, and everyone was kind of scoffing at it. And then about three weeks ago, um, a South African uh, video game store equivalent to our... um, are Babbage's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good, good choice. D- dating myself. Good uh, choice. Equivalent to, you know, our EB games, <laughs> also <laughs> dating myself. Electronics Boutique. Yeah. Um, what was the other one? spelled out. Remember, Electronics Boutique. Equivalent to our software, et cetera. Ooh, Ooh. Nice. Um, anyway, South African gaming <laughs> store um, s- put an ad in its, in its flyer saying, hey, you know, here's Mass Effect 3, pre-order it, get access to you know, multiplayer access key, and everyone was like, what, what the hell are you talking about? You're from South Africa. You're not real. Da 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 da. So we kind of looked into. <laughs> no, there was. Whoa. You're from South Africa. No, you're it, not real. It <laughs> was ridiculous. Like the comments on on the threads on the Bioware uh, forums were like, oh, this isn't legitimate. South Africa gaming did it. Just basically negative about the, the area, the geographic area. <laughs> sure. Saying that like this is not an actual populated you, area of the world. Do they not realize South Africa is like a huge Oh, yeah. They, they think it's like <laughs> they think it's like the fucking Congo, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> so um, I, we went and looked into the company and the company's been around forever and they're incredibly legitimate. And um, so we kind of, we got the feeling that it was coming and then um uh, last week they posted you know bioware went on record and they basically they weren't going to release um they weren't going to officially announce it for i don't know until this week but they ended up doing it last week because of all the leaks and um the good news is is it's uh cooperative multiplayer it's not competitive multiplayer um you're going to be able to choose from pretty much all of the Mass Effect races. So you're going to be Krogan and Asari and Drell and um, pretty much, you know, all the races that we that we know and love. Um, Salarians, you're going to be able to choose a lot of the genders as well. I don't know about Krogan females, but a lot of the, the genders. Um, and uh, how it's going to work, which just got released yesterday, is it's um, you're going to be on a team assembled by Admiral Hackett. And you're going to go to different hot zones in the galaxy, and um, he's going to have different challenges for you and your team. So it's four-player, multiplayer, cooperative. Um, it's similar to like a horde or a wave, a wave-style battle, but there's going to be different ag- objectives along the way. Kind of sounds like um, Pinnacle Station. Yeah, maybe a little bit like that. Yep. Yeah. So what you're going to be able to do is you're going to be able to Pinnacle Station. It was a de- old. It was Nas- DLC for Mass Effect One, which oh, was basically like a DLC. like a kind of like a Horde mode challenge arena. Yeah. yeah. This um, ties in, from what we understand, ties in with the plot um, in that you're, the things that you accomplish in this multiplayer mode are actually going to carry over to your single player game and have an impact on it. Because they're saying now that there's going to be a galaxy a galaxy readiness level. Sort of how like there, in the second game there was like a Normandy readiness level. Like how ready is your ship? How ready is your crew? Uh, for this final, you know, final battle. Well, now it's like, how ready is the galaxy? Do you have, you know, the proper satellites? Are you allied with the Krogan? Things like that. So the things that you accomplish in this can actually benefit your your single player game. And this pissed a lot of people off because they don't they say, well, I don't want to have to play multiplayer. And a lot of people are like, I don't have friends. I don't have people to play with. Right. And they're being very honest. Um, the good news is, is you don't have to. You don't have to play this in order to reach maximum yeah, readiness. Yeah, Casey come out and say like, yeah, he's like, you don't have to touch this in order to reach maximum readiness in your single player game. But if you want to, 
it can do nothing but help you. And I just when I when I read about this, the first thing I thought about was like running around with you guys yeah. and running around with you guys and Derek, yeah, like having like an adept and an infiltrator and you know a Krogan soldier, just like how awesome would Going that ape be? Shit, yeah. yeah, yeah. How awesome would that be? And there's definitely you know there's different levels of customization. They're saying you'd be able to customize your guns now and your armor. Well, I think we've always been pro co-op multiplayer. I don't think there's ever been a time where we're like even crappy games. I think can be elevated by a decent co-op. Like ha- playing Halo Three today. Yes, like Halo Three now. <laughs> yeah, is a lot more fun with two people than it is by yourself playing through it. Um, so I think I, I think it's good. I understand the complaints of like, you know, well I don't want to have to do it. But if they if they truly have, and I, I mean, granted they said they did, I think you have to take that for a grain of salt as a grain of salt until it actually comes out. But like, if you truly can play through it completely by yourself and not, you know, not have to do co op to get to a hundred percent, then. Yeah. Then awesome, yeah. but I have a feeling there's going to be at least achievements and stuff that you're not going to be able to attain. There, there probably are going to be some achievements, yeah. And um, I think I think the major argument that I, that I've been reading about are people that were that are afraid of um, when a company and Scott was sort of in this camp too, just to throw you under the bus. When a company splits its resources between different yeah. teams to develop for the same game, and then it detracts from the quality of the single player experience, that's where everyone's getting a little upset. Um, you know, and and Bioware said that this is a separate team that did it. Yeah. But then we had—I don't remember who commented on the site, but somebody commented and made a good point, which is, sure, it's a separate team. You still have the same amount of money. Like, like, yeah. At some point, you're still stretching the amount of something that you had, whether it's time or money or team, yeah. to do extra stuff that they didn't have to do previous. Yeah. I have some suspicions. I have some points. Okay. Um, Dining here, Scott. <laughs> first here. of all, when we're when we're talking about marketing, like, can you think of a sexier term than galactic readiness? <laughs> like I mean, like that's pretty awesome. Putting that phrase out in press kits and yeah, trying, to, yeah. trying to market that phrase as like a selling point for the game. You Hell know, yeah, like, I'm all about galactic readiness. <laughs> it's like you know, are you hepatitis readiness? Like, <laughs> be prepared. You know, like there's got to be a better phrase. But um, <laughs> my, I guess my fear with this is that um, it's something that maybe th- like if Bioware were still an independent company, they wouldn't be putting this in the game. Yeah. So, like, you know, whatever. You think so? You think this is EA? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I know what's going to happen. There's going to be, like, Firehouse Subs Terminus armor, you know, and, like, Firehouse (laughs) Subs branded, like, you know, like, weapons hungry. Yeah. I mean, damn. Talking about the Uncharted thing. But, um, (laughs) and, you know, there's going to be, like, this is another um, outlet to sell, like, weapon packs and DLC. Right. It's just a way to, it's just an extra way to make money, in my opinion. Now. That I'm not saying that the quality of this particular part of the game is going to be like bad or not bad or whatever. I'm sure it'll be a ton of fun, but like I think the end game, at least for this part of the game, is like just generating more revenue. Right. You know what I mean? But I will still play it. I'm I'm stoked for it. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think the fear that I had was was that it was going to be some kind of weird you know versus multiplayer which yeah. makes no sense because like while they have improved the combat and i'm sure it's even better in three than it was in two it's still not it's not like gears of war improved yeah, yeah. or, or yeah. you know battlefield or something it's I would, like it's, i would be pissed about competitive multiplayer i would be too because i've found in the insanity run which is how i picture every multiplayer game when i'm playing other people it, it's <laughs> like it's it's buggy like it just doesn't it's not smooth it's not like when you go to take cover sometimes you'll just get like knocked out of cover for no reason and like mm-hmm. things just go wrong and it's it's acceptable in a game that's not combat 
uh, it's acceptable in the game. It's not like combat's not the main point. You yeah, know? right. But if that if they turned that kind of multiplayer on, I'd be P- like, Ugh, player, God. PvP is always going to be different from PvE. So uh, they would have incredible balance issues if they ever tried to make this a competitive multiplayer game. I still maintain a co-op uh, $20 you know, game that's about the first contact for is, is all oh, I yeah. want from them. Yeah, like that's now. All I want. But also, if you if they want to make a competitive game, competitive multiplayer game separate from right. like if it's like, like completely other game. Like Mass Effect Battlegrounds, sure. You know, I'm I'm on board. Yeah. And that way I can ignore it if I don't like it. All right. <laughs> well, you know, we'll just still have to see. I think there's still some questions. Until it comes out we won't know, but uh you know, at least it's co op. That's good news. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. I think it'll be fun. I doubt yeah. it'll be bad. And and if anybody's going to pull off the you can play it single player through without any complication, oh, yeah. it would be Bioware. Yeah. I mean, they know how to do that. So I have faith. You know, this yeah. company listens to their fans. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm on board. I'll start collecting Dr Pepper bottle caps again. And yeah, like, I had a whole bunch of those. Getting whatever Taco Bell like, <laughs> you know, taco wrappers or whatever. Reminds me of like ten years ago when like they had Simpsons Halloween toys at Burger King, and I would right. like, I just ate Burger King for. God. This is the video game equivalent a month straight. of this. Yeah. yeah. It's going to happen. Um, all right. So uh, Microsoft buys Twisted Pixel. I, for one, was not prepared for this at all. It just kind of got announced. And maybe there was news out there that this was going to happen. But I didn't hear it any It came news. out of nowhere yeah, to me. Yeah, it was pretty... Uh, so Twisted Pixel, if you're not familiar, uh, made Splosion Man, I think, was their first big hit. And then uh, a game called Comic Jumper, which I mm-hmm. played, that was phenomenal. And then uh, most recently, they put out a Kinect game called The Gunstringer, which Scott yep. played and reviewed, and I think you liked quite a bit. Yeah, and they also did the um, Kinect version of um, Fruit Ninja. Oh, oh, they did that one. Well, I think they, that? I don't, I think they developed it or, yeah. or whatever. You know, they have like an incredible sense of humor, very like self-referential. They they often appear in their own games and like weird cut shots and stuff yeah. that, that are hilarious. They're very much in in the double fine vein. Yeah, They're, you know, very Tim Schafer ish. Yes. So, what do you guys think of this? What do you think of Microsoft going out and starting to acquire game companies again? To I have, in all honesty, I have. Um, I don't know what it is. I have a, a newfound respect for Microsoft in the past couple of years. I feel like um, Microsoft gaming. We should. Well, <laughs> in, no, in general, oh, I do. Okay. I think you know, I I really liked Windows Seven. Yeah. I really like. I really like um, Live. Like I, well, I mean, they I, have they have the best online experience. Yeah, game-wise. absolutely. Like, there's something super cool about being able to, you know, just play with friends in such a really like, simple, simple. It's just so user friendly, and so, you know, it, the live experience is so for me is so much better than than even PC gaming, which is a pain in the ass still to link up. And I don't know. I just I've become kind of a fanboy for Microsoft, so I understand that they're trying to to capture these really creative minds and and kind of hold on to them. Do you think this is a case of capturing a really creative mind and then saying keep being creative, or is it a cap a case of capturing a creative mind and then going now you're going to make what we want? Well, I think <laughs> I think because this company has made you know they made Gunstringer, which was a, a really good connect um, game. I think they. My guess is that maybe they see the value of this company as a Connect developer. That's exactly because what it you know is, we yeah. talk a lot about like new um, interaction technologies that include like the Connect and mobile mm-hmm. mobile gaming yeah. and stuff like that. And the problem with these platforms or these um, interaction tools is that like nobody really designs for that interface. You know, so like with the gun stringer, they actually designed something for that interface in the way that you control the character and right. like, fire your weapon. 
Okay. So I think like that creative aspect is something that is of value to Microsoft. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I, I'm never, I'm not always against the idea of a game company being kind of subsumed by, you know, a, a larger entity. If it means that what Microsoft, like if Microsoft's intention is, Hey, come over here. Here's a huge marketing budget. Go do what, go do what you need to do. Yeah. If they do that, I think this is brilliant. And I think it's going to work out great if that's the case, because what it does is it takes the pressure off of off of a very small company who probably otherwise has very tight budgets. And if anything goes wrong, you know, that could put the company in a huge hole. It takes that pressure off and lets them just be creative and make what they need to make. If that's the case, I think this will be awesome. But uh, then there's also, you know, there's like the EA model, which is consume and destroy. And then like, <laughs> or, or Activision for that matter. I mean, either one of them kind of do the same thing. Yeah. So let's hope. I think it's, I think it's a good thing. I don't think Microsoft has really done that in the past, so there's no reason to believe that they're going to do it now. And there are some some horror stories associated with their relationship with Bungie. If you if yeah. you if you look at Bungie's history, I think there was some ego there though too. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think Microsoft Microsoft is looking for um, you know they still have Epic under their wing, mm. but um, I don't know how long their relationship with Epic is really going to go on. I think Epic's kind of in the place to, to be like since they. They own the Unreal Engine. They have unlimited. Do whatever, they yeah. have unlimited wealth. Yeah, they I mean, can do whatever in, they need in the to. gaming industry. So they don't really necessarily need Microsoft. I think as much as Microsoft needs, needs Epic, Epic. Yeah. and Epic knows that, so they're kind of like, hey, you know, you can't really fucking tell us what to do. Yeah, I mean, right. I'm sure they kind of can, but I'm yeah. assuming with that much with that much clout, it kind of goes a long way. And this is just total cool. assumation. Well, this last thing was a was a pretty quick announcement. Um, we got the email from Activision, and it was like. Follow Cybertron or Transformers Follow Cybertron announced, and then like I opened it, and it was like uh, including a new. Uh, I think I forget how they worded it. They worded it in a way where they didn't just flat out say Grimlock, and it was like go click here, and I clicked, and like there's Grimlock on the cover of a magazine. I was like, holy shit! Yeah. So we posted it up really quick, but as Ash put it, uh, me Grimlock have massive cloaca. Yes. Me Grimlock have massive cloaca. That's what I wanted. <laughs> Man, I am so stoked for this. You, you guys, just like me, grew up on Transformers. Yes. Um, the first Transformers game was an absolute joy. I mean, it was you know, it was wasn't fucking rocket science. But it was exactly what you wanted for a Transformers game. Yeah, you, you just want to be able to transform. <laughs> <laughs> we have some pretty simple requirements. Yeah, here. it's like transform, shoot stuff, yeah, fly or drive quickly, and transform back. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And that's it, what you could do. And, and it took it took us so long to get here too. That's the weird part. Isn't that sad? It really is sad. There have been so many shitty Transformers so games. My first question is: Are you guys surprised by a sequel? No, it actually did okay, and yeah. um, it didn't. You know, it didn't have Gears of War numbers, but um, it Not sold well. <laughs> no, yeah, it sold well. It critically did much better than I think it expected to do, um, and it has a uh, I don't want to say a rabid fan base, but people respect the first Transformers game. Cool. So um, it's I'm got excited. a pretty solid campaign. It does. Know? It does, and it was you know it it did three player co op the whole way through. Which we never did, did we? No, we didn't. I never actually got it. Yeah, I only played like. Uh, Do you still own your? I copy? played a very small amount of it. Scott, Scott doesn't ever keep games. Scott, for very you got long. you got to quit selling that. <laughs> shit if back. I knew, if I knew that we were gonna be, like... he wouldn't be at seventy thousand gamer points if he kept that's, all his games. That's true. Yeah. You just you just revealed his his secret. Uh, seventy. 000. I'm close. 
I think you just beat Abby Happy. I was trying to get to all sixes actually, and I I can't find a game to get me like one point <laughs> That's or some weird mathematical or... genius. Because <laughs> like I think my last digit is like a like a four right now, so I don't know how to get back to six again. Oh, this, we had this conversation before, and I called you Rain Man or something. Yeah, you were like my last digit is an eight right now. I don't know what to do. I was like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but that. First of all, I am jealous of your gamer score. I actually am because I I try to catch up to you repeatedly and it fails miserably. I actually went and did the puzzles in Dragon Age just so I could get those third thirty ah. gamer score because I knew you would have done it. Yeah, oh, I did. See, I, did. I knew it. And, and the puzzles, I, you know how much I hate puzzles, but I did it just so I could do it. Yeah, I need I need something like I need like a two point achievement right. This now. Is all I gotta say, man. I'm gonna be six months without a wife. You better watch out. <laughs> I know you gotta. <laughs> I know. I know. Who's <laughs> do you or Derek have more right now? Are you beating Derek? Uh, it's close. I think I'm. I might be like a thousand ahead of him right now. Yeah. But I also I might be one full game ahead of him right now. My trophy. <laughs> my trophy number is higher than Derek's too. Oh, <laughs> which is strange. Man. Yeah, we don't really play a lot of PS3 though. I know. Poor PS3. All right. Well, that was the news for that the was day. The news. So we're gonna take a quick break and then uh, come back with our reviews. You know what we haven't talked enough about this year? Dragon Age. Bioware games. <laughs> so, let me uh, get my phone real quick. It's a reoccurring theme. And you guys can go ahead and start talking about Mark of the Assassin. You'll, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> you you would like it if you tried it. Sort of like, sort of like cocaine. <laughs> Wait, now, did you, did you play either Dragon Age game? No. You haven't played either? No. Dragon Age 1 looked like a headache for me. Yeah, I was not a fan of the first one, but I really liked Dragon Age 2. See, it's funny, because I I enjoyed it as well, but you were sort of like the minority, because like most Dragon Age fans are the other way around. Yeah, they they want to take, like, they want their battles Um, to last 25 minutes I don't know if you've noticed this, but most game fans in general are the other way around from everything Scott really enjoys. That's true. (laughs) See, I actually, I, I... I really, really enjoy the combat in Dragon Age 2, so it's I, like... I do as well. I think it's a blast, and I, I think it's well-balanced, and I mean, there's some problems with it, but these DLCs have been awesome. I think they've been a lot of fun. They have been a lot of fun. So we so are talking... How much fun is this one? We've been talking about Dragon Age... Uh, we're about to talk about Dragon Age Mark of the Assassin, which is the brand new DLC that came out uh, this Tuesday... Um, starring Talus, which is a character created and written by uh, Felicia Day uh, of of the <laughs> guild of the guild fame. You scratching your beard on the mic yeah. on the screen. Um, and uh, Scott, l- let's hear your impressions of Mark of the Assassin, and then I'll dive in. Um, I do. Uh, I-, I liked it. Yeah, you know, I thought it was. Um, I thought it was fun. Now, um, I'm probably not as high on Felicia Day as maybe a lot of other other people are. Yeah. So that, for me, was not, like, a major selling point of this DLC. Yeah. But, um, like we said uh, up front, I really did enjoy Dragon Age 2, so an opportunity to play more of Dragon Age 2, I was like, sure, I'll do it, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, like, it's weird to play, like, and this kind of goes for Mass Effect as well, it's weird to play, like, these DLC campaigns, like, after you finish the game. 
because like you kind of have to like dust off your character and yeah. like figure out how to play again and like look at all your skills and who your you know companions are and then just kind of cobble something together and just try to get back into the game again. Yeah, absolutely. So that 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 aspect of DLC is a little weird, but um, this like you know like this one I still think is in line with like a lot of the things that they're trying to do with Dragon Age. I think um, Felicia Day's character kind of does like kind of does a little bit of breaking the fourth wall i think there's a little bit of that and i was going to ask you about that is one of the reasons why i kind of um thought of the the question of the day is there's a little bit of the talus that is pretty much like felicia day and you in you me i'm like oh this is you know something that almost like her that that she would say or her character in the guild would say you know like it it's very um there's some tongue in cheek moments yeah, that are kind of like not really Dragon Age feeling. Like, yeah, there was a there was a part where I think you were transitioning from one area to the next, and she says something like, "Well, are we done with all this nonsense and all tomfoolery, and can we move on?" You know, yeah, like, just saying, like, kind of making making light of the fact that, like, yes, you were doing a bunch of pointless quests, mm-hmm. and, and it's time to like get back to the main story. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, what did you think of the character of Talos overall? Because that's going to kind of transition into our talk about redemption as well. Okay, now I did I did like the character. Yeah. Um, and I liked like as far as her abilities go, I think she was a a rogue, but she was like she had daggers that she threw. Yeah. Which I found to be fascinating. I thought yeah. that that was an interesting twist on it. Plays very different from anything else, and I found that in yeah. order to make her character not explode instantly, I had to put her on um ranged mode. I don't know if you did that. I didn't change her. She was a. I set her to. Um, she, I guess her default was aggressive, right? Yeah. Scrapper or something. Yeah. Like that. So I put her on ranged, and because I found that she would kind of um, haphazardly teleport into battle and explode. Yeah. On because I, I play on hard, so she would get gibbed like almost instantly. I did notice she was sort of like a weaker. She's pretty soft. Yeah. So like, if you put her in a ranged attack stance, she kind of stands back and just throws daggers like a machine. So I would do that, and when stuff closed in, then she could use her backstabs and stuff, which I found to be pretty awesome. Now, um, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Take take out take Felicia Day, the person, out of this equation. Yeah. How do you think this character, Talus, fits into the characters that you already have in your party? It was interesting. Like, I um, I feel like with all these DLCs, they're, they're giving, like, little tiny bits and pieces of this massive puzzle that we don't really know like cuz obviously the third game is going to have so many revelations like you know where is the where's the gray warden what ends up happening to uh you know, hero Ferelden you know all these big questions Flemeth that we have like yeah, yeah Flemeth and um you know and I obviously there's um you know spoiler alert she her, her character is revealed to be a kunari no i know a kunari and Which is it's, it's actually kind of random it is yeah, it is really random cuz the kunari and matt let me explain something to you the kunari are a race of people that kind of look almost demon like right but it's also like a religion it is. now it right is. it's yeah. a religion so you figure to equate the kunari to like anything that we have in our world they're almost like hindus that's the religion that, like, I think it's it's the most similar to. Like, okay. The belief in this over overall force in the universe and balance and, uh, you know, very, very foreign from our Western religions, you know. And so they're sort of seen as exotic and strange. And um, uh, But the opposite of Hinduism, obviously, the Kunari are incredibly aggressive and have, like, this militant wing to their religion as well. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, here's this elf 
who is Okunari, and it doesn't really make sense. You, when you find out about it, it kind of like yeah. Kinda and they scrambled. try they try to explain it in the story. But... Yeah, but um, the overall story of it. What did you think of like uh, how how it was set up? How you went to this? How you went to Orle and you saw some familiar faces at a party and that kind of thing. What was what was that like? I I mean I thought that was fascinating. I thought like some of the parts of a game that you had to go through, like going to like the um like the yuppie party was kind of funny. Yeah. You know, and I do like that they use the DLC to try sort of try different things out in like what you can do like with this game and in this universe and like with the engine they have and stuff like that. Yeah. And um it kind of opened up a lot of like points for dialogue like that I thought were interesting. Um as far as like the story goes with um like what she was doing and the whole point of that, I thought some of it kind of got like washed out in like a lot of plot twists. Yeah. You know, and like when I was done with it, I really couldn't tell you like what exactly happened. Yeah, I don't think I got it. Um, I'm almost through my second playthrough because I have a couple different characters. Yeah. But um, uh, I think I get it more this time. The first time I was just like, I don't really, I don't really follow it all. Like, what's her true motivation? I what's thought, her yeah, true mission? there were a lot of like, but wait, and I was like, yeah, but I thought you were doing this, and they're like, no, this isn't. Re- we're not really doing this, you know. Yeah, and there's like that the chasing guy who's like. Turncoat <laughs> oh, in right. the sewers or whatever. Um, so yeah, I. What did you think of? Um, let's talk just briefly about gameplay and, and boss battles and things like that. There's a couple big, big boss fights in this DLC that are pretty challenging. So did you, out of curiosity, when you fought the wyvern, did you use all your bait or did you only use part of your bait? I think I used all of it. Uh, use all your bait. I didn't know what the difference. I was like, well, we have all this crap, so let's throw it all. Yeah, down. if you use all of it, you get the alpha wyvern, which is like twice as hard. Oh, so, I did not know that. So you, I think you beat it, right? I yes, I did. Yeah. Did you find that that boss to be hard? Um, I thought it was challenging. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I got they, my ass kicked. Well, they they kind of tell you up front. They say, um, <laughs> like, uh, you know, it's poisonous. And you want to try to flank it. Yeah. Like they tell, like this is like brought up in the dialogue before you actually get there. So I tried to like factor that into my plans when yeah. I was going to fight this person, yeah. right? I mean, fight the wyvern. So that took me a while to just not be like boneheaded and just swarm it because that's yeah. my, my first motivation. That's in the game. like that's the intention. Yeah. But I I fight as a as a like a rogue assassin anyway, so yeah. like it's usually like in part of my tactics to to flank this to flank all the enemies yeah. anyways. So and. I have to say, um, the last boss fight was probably one of my favorite in the series. Highly entertaining. It was so cinematic and so like incredibly well done. I just I loved every second of that. It last had boss it had fight. a couple of parts to it, and usually like when bosses are like multi part bosses, it's quite annoying to go through those yeah. kinds, kinds of fights. But this one was um, was really good, really yeah. well done. I thought so too, and I thought it was a lot of fun. So all in all. Well, I do want to make a comment. Yes, please. Like based on um like the way her character fits into like the party as a whole. Yeah. I feel like there might not be enough room for a character like her in your party. Like as the party is now. If she's like in Dragon Age 3 with like a different group of characters, I think this would work. But when you like when you have someone like her and then you have someone like Isabella. Yeah. Who is also like humor, you know, funny and humorous, and like makes comments, and then Varric kind of does something similar to that. Yeah, yeah. They're all technically rogues, and then if you bring like Meryl with you, and you kind of have like the whole like Joker crew with you, and like she comes in and tries to make her own jokes. I don't know. I feel like she kind of treads on some of the territory of the other characters in the game. Yeah, but she still has her own unique qualities to her. It's it's funny you say that because I was thinking. Um, 
as I often do, like wh- what's going to happen in Dragon Age 3? Because they already said, they pretty much revealed that Hawk isn't going to be the main character in Dragon Age 3. Um, but they also said that they're going to bring back familiar characters from Dragon Age 1 and Dragon Age 2 in sure. Dragon Age 3. And I'm thinking, like, could I see Talus with Alistair? Or could I see Talus with Sten or Ogryn? And it's almost like I I love... I, I didn't dislike the character at all. Right. But I felt like Talus was great in this DLC Correct. for, for Talus's adventure. And then I kind of think that that should be it. Like, could you see Talus with the um, the other elf guy from Dragon Age 1 who was also like an assassin? You know, remember him? What's yeah. Oh, man. The two of them together, like there's too much overlap, I think, between the two. Yeah. You know, they're, they're different, but they were both funny. And they were kind of like kind of jerks a little bit, you know, and the, I think that there's not enough room for some of these characters to be together. Yeah. So if they bring her back in the third one, it's going to have to be sort of crafted around her, like the the characters they put with her, if that makes sense. No, it, it does make a lot of sense. Um, all in all, though, how would how would you, if you had to rate this on the scale of 1 to 100? I don't know that I could rate it that way, but I would, <laughs> I would say that if you like Dragon Age 2 and you enjoyed, like, let's say you enjoyed the last piece of DLC... Um, there's no reason not to buy this yeah. one unless I, I, it's cost prohibitive. I enjoyed it. I don't yeah. know if I enjoyed it as much as Legacy. I thought Legacy was phenomenal. Yeah, but um, I thought this was really well done. Well, and, I mean, and... it was half half as many achievement points, so you uh... you would think half as much something else. And too know. many fucking puzzles, man. Oh yeah, there. Yeah, God, <laughs> but you could a... skip them. You could skip. You the could puzzles, skip all the puzzles, which I thought was was clever because the stealth section I was not crazy about. To be honest, I with didn't you. do it the second time. It was much more fun to I, not stealth. It, it was it was kind of boring. I understand that they're trying new things, but like it really like it doesn't work in that game engine. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Let's talk about Redemption. Matt, you watched Redemption, did you not? Oh, I did watch Redemption. Welcome back, Matt. Welcome back hey, to the conversation. I'm here. You're yeah. familiar with Talus, are you not? Uh, in the sense that I saw a four-minute YouTube video about yes. Talus. What'd you think? Yes. Uh, you can be honest. You're not going to hurt our feelings. I didn't like it at all. You didn't like it at all? I thought the production quality was horrible. I thought the acting was subpar. The writing was kind of weird and blocky. It didn't make any sense whatsoever. And yeah. it, just, it just was like... I mean, now, Grant, I understand I'm not involved in the world whatsoever, yeah. so watching it. But I don't think they did a bad job of introducing the world. The world was introduced fine and kind of like who the players are and, and what the deal with religion is and all that. Yeah. Although that was done 90% through text and not actually through acting itself. And yeah. then it just felt very – it felt very like – did it look it like just, you? It felt like I went and shot it in the backyard with my friends. Did it, <laughs> did it look to you at times as if people were just cosplaying and not actually yeah. acting? Yeah. And the thing is, I don't think Felicia Day is a bad actress. I've seen her in things other than The Guild that are. She was in like House for an she episode. She was on an episode of Lie to Me. She as was well. on an episode of Lie to Me, and she's fine. She she's acts, great. She's, she's great. Like there's no, there's no. It's not like she's a poor actress. But if I didn't know her for anything but The Guild in this, I'd be like. What like why is she so popular? You know, like it just it felt really just like yeah poorly it, put I together. Think it okay, here, and I'm not gonna agree or disagree with you yet, but I think the problem lies in um, web video in general when you have no budget and in, in your and, and it also depends on the type of camera you're shooting on. I'd like to add to that. Why do they have no budget? Because it's not like this game makes like zero dollars. The game makes a ton of money. Yeah. And it looked like they threw 
a thousand bucks at them and was like, go make a web series. Like, it looks cheap. It looks really cheap. And I was not expecting that. I was expecting, like, comparatively, yeah, the Mortal Kombat web series is phenomenal and looks pretty good. Like, yeah. it doesn't look like big budget or like it was done with a billion dollars, but it looks good and it's done really well. Yeah. The portal short that Dan Trachtenberg was done on a shoestring budget and looks phenomenal. And then this, I was like, what did you like? It just was a letdown to me. It was just kind of disappointing. I just, I just didn't really, it felt like just, it just felt not, it felt like for all the buildup and all of the, like, I think if they hadn't announced this a year ago been and been like, we're story. shooting on yeah. it and we're doing this and we're doing that. Like if that hadn't happened and this just came out with the thing, I might've been like, oh, well, whatever. It's an entertaining video. But instead I'm like, this is what you've been doing for a year. Like what have you been doing for a year? Yeah. I, um, I don't know if it's because I'm a fan of the series, but I actually enjoyed it. I also watched it on a 10 foot screen. Um, at, at a place of at, business? At a place. <laughs> At a place with surround sound it, alone, but it was, it was. I watched a nice. Uh, I watched it blown up on a big screen, and it actually, I did kind of see some cinematic value to it. Um, and I, um, I can see totally what you're saying. Like uh, the, parts of it, I was kind of like, oh, like the armor kind of looked a little plasticky, yeah. and the like, makeup looked great. Yeah, her the, ears and the makeup looked phenomenal. Yeah, and that's. Uh, Doug Jones, who did Abe Sapien, uh, and um, yeah. who did Pan, the guy from Pan's Lab. So that looked great. So he looks awesome. The and, traditional um, stuff looked great. Yeah. And I thought some of the fight choreography was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I think it was like the – it looked like the place where they shot it just looked like, oh, we're out in the hills in L.A. Yeah. Like it didn't have like a mystical kind of vibe to no. it. I don't know what it was. It felt very fan video. Yeah. I don't know. Scott, did you watch it or no? I did watch it. Um, I found the story, like like you said, I as a Dragon Age player, I found the story of this video to be confusing. Like I, oh, really? I was like, what am I watching? I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I, I kind of felt the same way. I, at, at times, I felt like there were just co- people that were cosplaying that they just had a video camera, yeah. and that, that was what was happening. Um, uh, and I, and f- let me know, because maybe I'm wrong. The sense of humor, because there's a ton of humor surrounding the video, felt very like Joss Whedon's little brother kind of humor. Yeah. Is that the humor in the game? Am I just no, that, not aware Fel- of that? Felicia Day wrote re- wrote Redemption as well. She did write it? So she has definitely, her writing has um, you know, definitely been influenced by, by the Whedons. Um, it just it it just felt out of place to me. Like it was just weird. And I love her writing. Like it's, it has nothing yeah. to do with her personally. It's just like yeah, yeah. I just don't. It just felt weird. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, that's I, just, fine. I just didn't know if that flu- if that was like fluid with the game or not. Well, I you know like I said before, I'm not really high on Felicia Day, but I I would I didn't have a problem with the writing. Like I liked it, but what I didn't really, I wasn't really a fan of was Felicia Day as an action character. Oh yeah, like weird I, weird to you? Yeah that that part is weird to me, and I felt like some of the fight scenes reminded me of like Scarlett Johansson's fight scenes from um iron man where it's like you see the back of somebody's head doing backflips and punches and kicks and then all of a sudden scarlett johansson is like leaning on the ground and like looking up at you from the floor you know <laughs> like I and think she actually did her own fight though i don't she? i don't, I don't know she not? felicia day did for yeah, yeah for um redemption but i don't know how but i'm saying like i don't i don't think that that needs to be her right you know what i mean like if they would have brought in maybe like a stunt person who was i don't know well known to people that follow stunt people 
and that was Talos, I think people would have been like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. You know, because yeah. there could have been real fight scenes in there. But, but I don't think they would have drawn an audience on the web minus Felicia Day, to be honest. Sure. I, yeah. I think no, that, I that's, that's what brought people to the web video. I understand. But to me, like her role as like a like a person that is fighting, like I don't buy it, mm. you know, and that's that's okay. the, for me. That's the problem. OK. Well, uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. I Right now, uh, it's been a long week, so I couldn't really tell you what it was about. <laughs> um, something to do with the Cune. <laughs> sure. Do you remember what, what was she that? was? She was being held by the Cune. Okay. Is that the devil people? Sort of. And... Um, the one of the lead guys was being held in one of the church prisons and he broke out and then came and got Felicia Day and said, We need you to hunt down these people or something. Like oh, okay. I think that's what happened. And then he she goes out to hunt down these people and runs into another guy. A Templar. I mean it's still awesome. I mean I like I mean it's a free web video. I'm gonna yeah. watch it. Like yeah. it's not that I was like, This is so horrible, I'm not I can't even bear it. It just yeah. it just was very like for a non Dragon Age guy, I was watching it going like, "Okay, yeah, like eh. it's not for everybody." All We're right. good. Well, hopefully it um, <coughs> continues. How yeah. about how about one more thing? How about if you watch this video like on a full screen? How do you feel about the Machinima logo taking up the whole entire lower third of your TV? That is true. Yeah, because that that was really annoying. I yeah, didn't even notice it. I mean, I watched yeah. it on like a twenty-seven inch iMac. It looks gorgeous on the screen. Yeah, like the. The any video looks gorgeous on the screen, but it just felt very kind of overdone with the watermark, in my opinion. That's yeah. Well, they funded it, so yeah. I mean, good or for helped. them. Show me a commercial. Aided, aided Show me a commercial ahead of time. <laughs> uh, so, two weeks ago, for unknown reasons, I picked up Dark Souls. Yeah, what was your motivation? I just uh, Deus Ex is just not grabbing me. I haven't. I've gotten like halfway through, and I have not put the game back in at this point. Yeah. And uh, was it the boss fights? No, it just, I just, it's just not, I like it, but it's just not. Kind of what happened to me in L.A. Noir. It's just like phased, I just was like, I'm sure I'll beat it at some point. I just, I just, it just didn't, isn't doing anything for me. I don't know. Uh, I think I want it to be better combat. The combat feels really shitty, honestly. Uh, At the end of the day, when I'm playing and I unload 14 rounds into a guy and somebody shoots me three times and I die, it, it gets annoying after a while. I just, that, that is annoying, but Anyways, uh, so I thought I'm going to pick up something new for the site so that I can review something. And I was like, everybody's talking about this Dark Souls game. I'll get that. And I knew what the lineage of this game was. It was a PS3 title previously, right? It, it, was PC, not, yeah. it wasn't on Xbox, though. This is the first time it's on yes. Xbox. Uh, so I went and picked it up and put it in and started playing. I played. I didn't. I did not beat the game, which is probably an understatement. But is it possible? Does this game have an end? Like, how long <laughs> is this game supposed to be? Like, I don't actually know. I, I imagine you can probably get like thirty, forty hours out of it. Oh wow! Yeah, I think so. It's a pretty. It's Japanese. There's no denying the Japanese heritage to this game whatsoever. <laughs> Let me just put that out right now, away. Now I, I understand when you play this game, you're not allowed to turn your Xbox off. Right. right? So the unique thing about this game is basically Dark Souls is the follow up to um, Demon Soul. Demon Soul, which came out on the PS3 and the and the uh, PC. Uh, Demon Soul was notoriously hard, like pretty much one of the hardest games out. And one of the unique things that they did is that players could run through it and then leave messages for other players that were going to come through. So like you could write a written message or point. So you could point and say like 15 guys up in front of you. And then when the next guy came through, if you were hooked up online, 
you would get this like ghost image of that guy going like pointing and where the guys are, or you could actually see yourself run through it. So like you would go back to go do the thing and you could see like a ghost image of you running up and dying so that you could retime your run or do whatever you need to do. It's basically like a gigantic puzzle uh, of guys. So like in, in dark souls, they follow the same kind of thing. You uh, pick a character class. There's, you know, like rogue and knight and all the normal ones. I went with rogue or thief. I think they call it Uh, super customizable armor and weapons and all that kind of thing. Um, And then you get like, you have like a quick select thing to drink potions or throw fire bombs or whatnot. Um, Here's the thing. Uh, They don't tell you any of that at all. (laughs) There's no explanation to anything in this game whatsoever. So like, and and you know, I've I've been listening to a lot of podcasts this week and a lot of the guys, um, giant bomb and gamers with jobs and a couple other sites have have really, um, they're kind of split down the middle about this game, but the guys that love this game, love this game because of the unforgiving nature. Yes. And because of the, 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 the feeling of the reward that you get is not necessarily stats, or or items, it's actually a, a personal sense of it's accomplishment. accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. Like when you beat a group of guys, yeah, it is. You feel like you have actually done something so, awesome. So you start off. There's like an, a 20 minute introduction run through that you do, and in that 20 minute introduction run through, I think I died seven to ten times. That's pretty amazing. Just in the beginning, this is like I haven't even begun the game. There's actually a part where you're going through and you enter this castle. There's nowhere else to go. You enter this castle. And then all of a sudden, there's this gigantic, uh, like, troll in front of you. He's, he's literally probably four times the size of you. And there's a message on the ground. And when you click it, it just says run with an exclamation point. And you just have to take off running to get to the other side of the now, castle. Now, is this a message from another player? I don't know. I don't know. I, th- I think that was in-game because in-game messages, there's a bunch, too. Oh, okay. And I just took off running and got through the other side. And you leave. And then eventually you come back to that point and you do have to beat the troll. You fight him. And that fight is ridiculous. But when you beat him, it's like you said, there's this weird sense of accomplishment to everything that you do. Yeah. You'll walk into an area. There'll be 15 guys. You'll take all 15 guys down. You'll be like, holy shit, I just took 15. Like, it's like, it feels cool. Yeah. And that's the thing about this. It's incredibly hard. It's incredibly unforgiving. Incredibly unforgiving. But I didn't ever hate it. Yeah. I never played it and was like, it's like in Mass Effect right now, the Insanity Run-Through, there are parts where I'm like, I want to throw my controller. I'm mm-hmm. so angry at the game because it's so just overdone you on purpose. So you don't feel like you're being cheated in this game. No, because it's like the way the way that it is overdone, the only thing that sucks, but it's, again, this is the Japanese unforgiving thing, is that the what you do is you hit, you run through and you hit a save point, which is like a bonfire is what they call it. And you can do certain things at the bonfire level up and all that kind of stuff. But those are the save points, and they're just kind of scattered throughout the, your run. Uh, they're not scattered very often. They're scattered probably every, I don't know, 20 to 30 minutes maybe before you hit another one. So if you get 29 minutes into your run-through and you die, you go 29 minutes backwards, and all of the guys respawn both behind you and in front of you because Ooh. you went back and hit the bonfire again. If you run out of health potion and you run back to the bonfire to recharge it. All of the guys behind you and in front of you respawn again because you use the you use the save point. That's even if you don't die. Like you just That's you just went back and recharged. Crazy. Now, why can you not pause this game? Uh you can't even use the guide button. So pushing the guide button like does not game keeps going. Pause the game. Everything continually runs no matter what you do in this game. Um you can't pause it because it's not that kind of game. 
they just don't want you to, honestly. I mean, it's just part of the challenge. The whole thing is just about how brutally hard this game is. I'm it, a, yeah, go ahead, Scott. Just to interject some reality here, I feel like this is not a game for adults. Because adults, you know, have to answer the phone, and people come to the door, and your dog has to go out every once in a while. You know what I mean? Right, but I mean, I didn't... I didn't... Yes and no. I mean, like, you can't pause mid-cinematic in Metal Gear Solid or Mass Effect, you know? And there, some of those go for a while, like... But you could push the guide button. That's <laughs> true. And those cinematics halt. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's um is designed to uh, appeal to a, a really certain type of gamer that likes that level of challenge. Um, you know, just from hearing Matt talk about it, um, and believe it or not, Matt's has the same sort of feeling as a lot of the other guys and a lot of other reviews I've heard that it is. Um, they don't know why. But there's something about it that just makes it an, a whole lot of fun. In terms of, it's um, gorgeous too. Just, by yeah, the way. So it looks ask, amazing. Technically, like in terms of the graphics, and the, the game just looks phenomenal. Like really? it, it, it's vibrant and like it's not like I mean there are parts that kind of get that uh, gray washed out, you know, feeling next gen filter. But it's it's on purpose. <laughs> like you're down in a swampy bog and it like it'll get kind of get grayed and washed out and yeah. like that makes sense. And then you'll be up on like the roof of a castle and it's like the sun's shining and everything's just gorgeous gorgeously lit and i mean the game looks phenomenal the gameplay is very japanese the buttons are different than any other game i've ever yeah. played are they like playstation buttons yeah so like i the x button is a drink a potion and which is never a drink a potion button right. in yeah. any game and i continually went to like do something like switch swing, weapons swing a weapon, <laughs> or yeah, switch weapons or swing or something and i would continually drink my potion when i absolutely didn't need to mm. um so stuff like that is just but it's like getting used to things um the AI on the enemies is weird. It's either brutally brilliant or, like, they swing at a wall and don't even know you're standing behind them. Huh. They get, like, I call it crackhead power, where, like, <laughs> they'll swing at you once and you're, like, you, you'll block it. And then they just, like, it, like freak out. No reason whatsoever. Just, like, and they're just, like, swinging, like, 50 times in a row. And if you try to do anything in the middle of it, they just brutalize you. Like, Wow. So you just have to maintain your blocking. Um, there's... It, it, it weirdly just continually changes and ups the game. So you'll you'll go through a bunch of enemies and you'll start getting into a groove and you're like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm nailing this. I've got this fucking handled. And then you like run down some stairs and you're like, oh, I'm just going to fucking parry you and stab you in the chest. And then the guy will just come through with like a brute, like a, a like a long sword or something and stab through your parry and just kill you immediately. <laughs> it's oh, like, fuck. and you're like, fuck. And then you run back. Yeah. And the next time you're like standing way back, like throwing a firebomb, like, please don't run up at me. I don't know how to block this. Like yeah. it, the game is just, it just, it, and I think that's what makes it rewarding is that they don't immediately kill you. They do make it immediately hard, but they slowly just like every little bit they add, they add, they add, they add. And eventually you're just, you're fighting these like, random group of guys who all have different abilities and, and they're all really hard, but for different reasons. And it just, it's, it's done, it's done in a very good way. And it's, it's actually very rewarding. Now, do you think in your personal opinion that this game is going to sell? No, no, not at all. I, and, and I honestly, I don't even own it. I'm, I'm going to buy it, but I'm going to wait until it's like 30 yeah. bucks or something. So uh, it's a game that, that I will play when I want to play it. Not a game that I'm like, oh, I'm going to sit through this game, play it endlessly. Some people yeah. probably do and love it. It's just not, that's not the kind of game for me. I heard that there's a, a mode that actually sounded really intriguing. It was once you reach a certain level. So you start off and you're basically a zombie, right? Yeah, so you, you are dead. Yeah. 
and you're, you're gaining humanity yeah. as you go through the game. So once you hear, I hear that you get to a certain level of humanity, which I never got to, but go ahead. you can be summoned into other players' worlds, and then you fight as a specter with oh, another really? player to like. Basically, the review that I read said that he was getting stuck on a boss, and then he had this item that allowed him to pull another random player into the world. The two can't communicate via headset or anything like it's, that. It's they, very weirdly they online. They can only use gestures. They can use gestures, and then once the opponent was beaten, the other player is brought back to their own world. It's very weirdly online. Yeah. Like you're always kind of connected, and things will just kind of like you'll see other ghostly guys just run through a path. All so of you can a be summoned out of your game, like yeah. pretty much at random. And I heard that you can. Um, you have to be pretty you far can, though. You, you don't can, gain humanity very fast. You can go into another player's world and kill them, but then they get. Um, they get like an edict or something that they can summon. Um, if you get murdered by another player in your world, you can summon a specter um, that is like a massive high level enemy to randomly appear in their world sometime within the next week that will find them and kill them. Oh my God. That's it basically awesome. puts like a bounty on their head. So there's a lot of really yeah. cool stuff that makes me want to try it. But then I hear the horror stories about like, I think Anamanaguchi just tweeted yesterday, playing Dark Souls, I just lost 700 souls back to square one, something yeah. like that. And I was just like, I don't like losing. And then that, there's like, you know? <laughs> yeah. well, like the two the two best things I could say is that I went into the game, I'm playing, you go through that entry area, you see that troll guy, you run past him, you get out, you, you know, you're learning your stuff, you're gaining a shield, you're getting your weapons and stuff. And then you get to a point in the game, no direction as to what's going on, you beat all the guys, there's nowhere to go. And then you go back and there's just this, door that's white light and it, when you go to it, it just says enter the white light <laughs> all it says there's no like then this will it's just like right do this so i'm like all right i enter the white light i walk in it fades in i look down i'm like what am i looking at and then i realize it's the troll the guy but i'm above him i'm like on the second story of the building yeah he leaps straight up in the air and kills me in one hit i was like <laughs> <laughs> what in god's name and then so then you go back in and you get used to then you're like oh okay i gotta do that you can do like drop fall hits and stuff and you're like you'll figure it out but it's just like they just do that or or like you get into the game finally once you've passed like the two introductory areas and you meet this guy and the guy's just like what do you expect me to tell you what to do? He's like, I don't know. You can either go up there, or you can go down there, figure it out. And you're like, okay. So great. I go down, I get across this. I told you guys about this, but I get across this bridge and there's ghosts on the other side. I have not yet interacted with ghosts in any form or fashion. I have no idea what they're going to do. So I'm just like, oh, they're ghosts, whatever. So I'm like, do, 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 walking down the road, you know? <laughs> And I, I get to the end of the bridge, and the ghost like starts to float up towards me, and I was like, I was like, all right. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, her arm turns into a gigantic scythe, and she kills me in like three hits. And I was like, what the fuck? And meanwhile, I tried to hit her, couldn't hit her at all. I was like swinging wildly at her, and nothing's happening. So then I see I have this potion. It's like interact with ghosts, and I was like, oh, fucking brilliant. That's what I'm supposed to do. So I run down, I drink the potion, I like cautiously walk up. She starts to float up to me, and I'm like, boom! And I hit her. And I'm like. Fuck yeah, hit her. And I'm like, boom, boom, boom. Hit her three more times. I'm like, <laughs> totally killing her. And then three ghosts rise out of the water and just like gangbang me to death like immediately. <laughs> and I was like, all right. So then I go up and the same shit happens except when you go up, the zombie guys just stand like above you in different spots and just throw firebombs at you. And I have a bow, no arrows. I have never picked up arrows. I don't know where you get <laughs> arrows. 
So they're just like throwing firebombs and killing me, and you have Sounds to figure like this out your way. Sounds like game just wants to shit on you constantly. But it's like it's done in a way that you're like you want to figure out how to, and then you want to kill the fuckers too. Like you oh, you will okay. go through and murder every living or dead thing that is in this game because you hate it so much. You just want to kill everything around it. So it's awesome. I just don't know about fun. losing a half an hour of my life. To replay again. It's fun. I enjoyed it. But then you get to go through and try it a different way. And it doesn't take... The thing is, it's not not a story game, so you don't... Well, it is, but God knows what the fuck the story (laughs) is. Sure, yeah. You you don't... When you lose a half an hour, it's not necessarily going to take you a half an hour. So you might go back a half an hour. Because you'll be smarter the next time. But now you know how to run through it. And it might only take Mm. you 20 minutes. And then if you die again, it might only take you 15 minutes the next time you get through. Like, you get better as you go. And it's not like new stuff is constantly appearing. So running back through things and getting better at it is almost part of the game. And it's fun. Okay. If you really like, if you like those old challenge, like Mega Man, like you want like a fucking challenging game with hard guys to fight, this is an awesome game to play. I didn't think I would like it at all. I'm honestly the opposite of probably the target audience of this I'm game. I'm surprised you like this and game. And I love yeah. the shit out of it. It was fun. It was rewarding. I'm going to buy it. I would say, for me, it's a buy at like $30, $40, not yeah. at 60 Cool. I'll have to eventually so, check it out. <clears throat> um, we only have like a not very much time at all, but we've got Uncharted 3 multiplayer beta. Yeah. Uh, so we kind of joked last week or two weeks ago, I guess, like about the subway promotion with uncharted play play uncharted with jared yeah with jared or what i don't know so (laughs) as we had this conversation i realized that i still had uncharted 2 sitting on my shelf i never played it so i played through the game i really enjoyed it and i was like you know what i'm gonna check out this multiplayer see if i want to do uncharted 3 multiplayer and i actually liked it so i kind of came to this conclusion about like the that's changing yeah I kind of realized I had a revelation about the amount of multiplayer, like competitive multiplayer that I want out of my game. And I think what what the punchline is, is that I don't want an experience like Battlefield 3 where it's like I need to play this game like enough to be good enough to, you know, like in a sense that um, you need to like learn how to. I don't want it's like a class almost, you know, like. Yeah, no, it's like mastery of all the guns and knowledge of all the map layouts and right. It, it, it's definitely trial and error with a competitive multiplayer. But with a game like uh, uncharted, which is like not really supposed to be a competitive multiplayer experience. Like the multiplayer component is really just like, here's a couple of guns. There's a cover system. Just have fun blasting each other. Yeah. And that's what it turned out to be. Now with the uncharted three multiplayer beta, they're kind of getting into this weird territory. Tur- territory where territory? they ter- territory Tur- Tur- like cleveland or something um they they're like starting to add things into the game you know so the multiplayer is becoming more complicated yeah. in the sense that there's more customization and then like again the more you play this game the better shit that you get so again the people who are good at this game get better and the people who aren't good at this game <laughs> stay terrible you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, which yeah. again i still don't understand how this works but They are doing something, um, and I don't think it was in the previous one, but in Uncharted 3, like, if you're playing Team Deathmatch, they actually do, um, like, bonuses to the losing team. So, like, if it's, like, a 50-kill game, and one team is, like, 10 points up on the other team, um, the losing team will get, for, like, maybe, like, a minute or two, they will get this, like, perk that lets them see where all of the rest of the um, enemies are on the board. Okay. Or there'll be like a perk where it's like all of a sudden you there's a VIP on your team that you have to defend, and then like the losing team can go kill this VIP and get like extra points for the kill. Cool. So they do a lot of stuff to balance the game out, and I and I think it's great. And I mean, like I said about, um, do you think it'll still be great when there's 
100 million people playing it. Well, this is the problem with every online experience is that, like, no matter when the experience is introduced, you go online and someone has already mastered it. Right. You know what I mean? This thing has been out for maybe about a week now. And I think for the beta, they set the level cap at 35. Like, everybody's level 35. Yeah. Like, within a week. And you're like, hey, good for you. I I played... gears the other day and somebody had already hit the level cap was 100 and yeah. it's i i can't fathom you'd have to right. play 10 12 hours a day for a week yeah um and they did it so but this is my turnoff with a game like with battlefield 3 because you know that the day you'll probably get the day game like later in the day you'll put the disc in like towards the end of day one and someone will already be like i'm already ranked up to super general and you're like awesome yeah you know good for you yeah so all right so you didn't hate it no, I mean no. You this enjoyed is it. great. I'm gonna actually switch my pre-order from Battlefield Three to Uncharted Three. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. So I'm stoked for it. All right. Well, let's take a quick break and we'll be back. I actually got your fart noise. Twitter question: Lightning round. All right, so here's the deal. The question was, do you think the addition of known actors slash personalities to a game is a good thing or a bad thing, and why two minutes you have the board? Um, were we going to read the responses first? Or no, we're, we're doing those second. We're just going? Okay. Don't question my method. <laughs> All right. Um, I think it's a question of appropriateness and fit. So wait, do you think it makes more sense to read the questions first, mm. the answers first? Oh, this is all just fucked up. Well, I'll back it up. I can. Uh, I think doing ours first is fine. We can do it then last. Shit, this is cutting Shit. into my two minutes. It <laughs> is. This counts. <laughs> no, I mean it's a question of fit. So, like, if we're talking about, um, now I'm going to blank on all the names, but like the elusive man, like he's a good fit. Martin for that. Sheen. Martin Sheen is a good fit for the elusive yeah. man. Like we talked about earlier, I don't know that Felicia Day is a good fit for Talos as a physical character. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and the same thing goes with the voice acting. You know, like having, um, again, I'm blanking on the name, but for Anderson in Mass Effect, like that makes sense. You would want to see that guy play him in like a live action version of the movie. Yeah. Keith you know? David, I think is yeah, the same. Yeah, same idea. So, that, I mean, that's that's kind of my feeling about it. That Although, wasn't even close to two minutes. Man. Yeah. Well, we did Jesus a lot of chit. Christ. We did some chit. Although, I'm cutting all that out. Oh well, whatever. That's my. That's. <laughs> that was like twenty seconds of but, opinion. I mean, but that's my answer. Is that if they fit? For I'm just trying the, to stretch it out to two minutes. If it fits for the role, then fine. But um, otherwise, like I don't really, you know, like I'd rather have the people that are good at it, like make the game better overall. Like a better if someone who is so a, an unknown voice actor to you makes more sense if they fit the role vocally better than a known voice actor. Yeah, and the same thing go for, for physical, physical actors modeling. in physical appearances, yeah. All right. Um <laughs> I you know it, it's I I kind of agree with Scott. There's sort of a mixed I, I feel it can fit and it can be terrible. Like for instance, I think I love when uh actors include their likeness in a game. For instance, um Yvonne Strahovski as Miranda, it worked really well. I never thought for a second, like, oh, this this is jarring. Like, this is not, you know, this character doesn't fit they in the universe. They did it's... alter her a little, though. They did. Um, not necessarily her... Her um, face looked pretty much the same. Yeah. But, it, like, her hair, like, everything. Yeah, it didn't yeah. look... It wasn't like they just imported a, you know... Exactly, yeah. I mean, I think there's a place for it. Um, in if... 
I, on, in all honesty, I think it depends on the director. And like we're getting to the point in games where um, direction for voice acting and for mocap is becoming incredibly important. Like L.A. Noir. Yeah, and and I think it, you know if it is done well and done professionally, then it then it works. But there are times, you know, where it's just very very strange to see an actor uh, portraying a character in a game that doesn't necessarily fit into that universe. You know, um, I thought Seth Green in Mass Effect was awesome. I thought he like I couldn't see anybody else playing Joker. But then again, he's not. You know, he's not scanned in as Seth Green. He, you know, Joker looks like Joker just with Seth Green's voice. So I don't know. I, I you know, um, one one character that is a little kind of different was uh, definitely um, Ice-T's character in uh, Gears of War 3 um, who plays the CEO of an emulsion company in the game who you encounter briefly. Um, but he's pretty much just playing Ice T. So if you can imagine, like <laughs> Marcus and Delta Squad interacting with Ice T, um, who has a pimp cane in the game, um, he wears sunglasses, um, and he sits in sort of like a throne-ish type thing. Um, it's a little weird. Does it's it like, take you out of the game, out of the experience? You know, um, the character of Griffin. Uh, I ended up liking that section of the game in the end uh at first i was like this is just kind of off like i i didn't really understand uh but then it, the way that it ends it kind of brought me back in so i ended up actually liking the character of griffin and it is actually you know it's very very brief the campaign's about 12 hours and that section's only about an hour so he's not in it for very much but um you know it, it was different i think uh it can be good or bad what about you matt i think that um I think that voice acting, I think that an actor does not necessarily translate to a voice actor. And uh, when it comes to games or it comes to movies, like animated movies that need voice acting, um, I don't know that always the name sells it on me. Like, you're right. Martin Sheen was, was brilliant in Mass Effect. Seth Green was brilliant in Mass Effect. And they're both good actors. So, you know... Sure, whatever that. But then at the same time, I've, I feel like, and I'm trying to think of a specific example, but I know there's been times where I recognize a voice, and it it just feels blocky to me. It feels like they, because I, w- I would put it like this: when you animate something, like I, I used to watch stuff about Disney animation, how they did it all the time, they would exaggerate because when you're watching an animation, it, for it to look good and look look fun and cartoony it had to be this like ridiculous exaggeration so if somebody got smashed they would literally like their whole body would compress before it would come back up you know and you didn't necessarily see it but the way your mind processed it was like oh that makes sense and with voice acting i feel like it needs to be overdone without being soap opery for it to really work and i think somebody like uh his name is john dimaggio who does gears of war 3 does marcus phoenix and he does he does Bender in fucking Futurama and he does, he's a voice actor and he's phenomenal. And like, I think that kind of stuff, I would rather, I would rather have a really good voice actor than a name that's going to sell it for me. I get it. They use it for marketing. It's easier to sell a game. If Marcus Phoenix were Bruce Willis, it it would be awful. It would be because it it just wouldn't feel right. He would play it like Bruce Willis, you know? And I, I feel like, I feel like voice actors don't have that. Oh, I need to be me still somehow. Because Seth Green is still Seth Green. It just happens to work for that character. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, it's not like he's playing some weird... And Martin Sheen essentially still is Martin Sheen. Yeah. It's just... It works. That's good casting. That's not necessarily because of... And I think maybe maybe that goes to your point of like... 
direction, casting, all of that stuff is becoming more and more important. And it's less important to me that they have the name unless it happens to fit the the title they're trying to fill. Yeah. And I think we're finally to an age where um, voice acting is of the caliber of, of um, you know, motion picture acting. I think like uh, good voice actors are as good as actor actors. Uh, they don't get paid for it. They, they don't do, get paid but, for it, but, but they yes, are you know, in terms of skill. We're finally to that point where I completely you know, you have some really good ones. Well, uh, well, let's let's go through some Twitter answers. Um, we'll start at the at the bottom because those are actually the first ones. All right, uh, Kitler C, who always gives us some responses, says it depends. Jack Black and Brutal Legend equals good. Excellent. Gene Simmons and Guitar Hero Six equals bad. Yeah, Jack Black was good in Brutal Legend. He but did don't a great you kind of feel like? But that, that's casting. Yeah, and don't you feel like someone like a Jack Black is not going to phone it in because he'd probably understand what the game is about? Yeah. Like whereas Gene Simmons would be like. I'm doing a thing for the Xbox machine, and you're like, right, good right. for you. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, but Jack Black's also done voice acting for Kung Fu Panda exactly. and some other stuff. And he's too. also a good actor. Yeah, well, Gene Simmons is not an actor. Exactly. Yeah. Although in Runaway, I don't know if you guys remember, <laughs> Gene Simmons, <laughs> main villain in Runaway. Wow. Have you ever watched that movie, Scott? Yeah, you not. need to check you it should out. probably watch it. Okay. I think you would enjoy Bullets it. Bullets that track you. And a mustache that doesn't stop. Mustaches, robot spiders that shoot acid. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Please watch it. Sounds amazing. All right. All right. Stumpy Nat. um, Natalie, and she says, uh, I like knowing a little bit about the personalities behind the games. Gives me insight. uh, A product performance, of course. Uh, My experiences with that have been positive so far. I could see a bad one impacting how I view a game character. I kind of agree. Um, If if I think all of a sudden they they let's just take for instance Laura Croft, an iconic character. If they had somebody like all of a sudden like a porn actress, yeah, like Jenna Jameson. This is dating myself. Jenna Jameson is um is now voicing Laura Croft. I was making a joke based off of the video we've seen of that game so far. Oh yeah, I think (laughs) yeah. I didn't. I didn't mind that as much as you guys did. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think that could really, really hurt a video game character. Yeah. Imagine if you know somebody terrible was placed in in charge of one of your favorite characters. You know. Well, but in in to that sense, you know, if they were like, we brought two worlds colliding, Angelina Jolie voicing, you know, Lara Croft. I'd yeah. be like, no, because all I would hear is Angelina Jolie, and yeah. I know she would play it as herself playing Lara Croft, not not as Lara Croft in a video game. Yeah, you know. That's definitely a good point. All right, Scott. Uh, Midtown583 says, it's a good thing in terms of sales for a company. If you really like a particular particular actor in a game, game sold, profit made. He's got a good point. It could be a, a massive selling point for some games. But I wonder what the break-even point is. Like, I wonder what a Martin Sheen gets paid for Mass Effect. Not, I mean, granted, that game's going to get make what it needs to make to pay yes. him. But, but I'm yes. saying, like, what if what if a no-name game, you know, puts the bucks down to pay you know, some huge actor to, to put their voice in a game. Yeah. I wonder what, the, I wonder what they're really getting paid and what the I'm trying to think of games, uh, licensed games that used actors that were like horrible failures and I'm blanking right now. But if I can think of any by the end of this well, Q&A. Jack Black, I mean, that wasn't a huge success. Brutal Legend didn't do well. Right. No, no it didn't. Um, but I'll think for a minute. All right. You're up. Uh, Axel99, our artist buddy, says... Friend uh, of the podcast. If we want to be Machiavellian, it shouldn't really matter. Marketing-wise, having celebs is like a quality assurance stamp. Huh. She's got a good point. So, but I think that goes, that is the opposite of what I'm saying, which is that I don't know just that you because they're a good actor, quality. that assures quality, but I don't know that that's definitely true. And I don't know yeah. that all actors are good voice actors. Yeah. I don't think they are, but 
I know um, Vin Diesel did the the um, driver. Driver. Yeah. But I will say Vin Diesel is a huge gamer and has a gigantic respect yeah. for the mark for the industry. He does. I don't he know actually, if he has, he his, own, well he has not, his own but... gaming company. Oh, and don't forget about fifty cent blood on the sand. <laughs> yeah, how was that, Scott? That game is phenomenal. Oh how, man. How was his voice acting? Uh I don't remember. It's fifty cent. <laughs> <laughs> he actually took it seriously because, again, he's a gamer. He's a gamer, yeah. So, like, he kind of knew, like, where to put those lines. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm serious. Ash is blown away right now. No, you know, I was just remembering that um, I was years ago or whenever I Feedback was talking about this game. And, like, there are a couple people on Feedback, liked in, it. including Abby Heppy, that yeah. were actually really into the 50 you know, Cent game. For what it is, it's a really good game. That's <laughs> all I'm going to say. If you can get it in a bargain bin for 10 bucks, yeah, well. It, it's goldmine. I do respect your opinions. All right. Um, all right. Uh, the Assayer says, I think stunt casting of names for voice acting falls flat most times, but it depends on the actor. Martin Sheen in Mass Effect 2 was amazing, but Adam Baldwin stuck out like a painfully sore thumb. Likewise, Summer Glau in Supergirl uh, was a disaster. When it becomes more about the actor than the role, the product suffers, in my opinion. When That's was Summer so Glau Supergirl? Yeah, two questions. Who was Adam Baldwin in Mass Effect 2? He was, uh, he was, uh, Kunari. Kun- wrong race, wrong game. Wow. He was, uh, Tally's race. He was, uh, Cal Rieger. Uh, oh, he was Rieger? He was Cal Rieger, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a Korean. It's a non- Korean, thank you. Yeah. He was the only non-Russian then. Yeah, the rest are very Russian, and he's like, Hey, what's up, Shepard? It's me, <laughs> Cal Rieger. Let's go get a pizza pie. <laughs> Can't wait till Ash's voice acting in video games. <laughs> I will do it for free, companies. So who is Summer... When was Summer Glau Supergirl? I think she was Supergirl in, in an animated Supergirl. Oh. Uh, yeah, like a cartoon. Um, the Curse of the Glau. The Curse of but the then Glau. there's, you know, uh, Hamill. Who is Joker? Phenomenal, God, incredible. He's been doing Every Joker way, for yeah. fifteen years now, and he's the best Joker we've ever yeah. had. He's better at Joker than he's at Luke Skywalker. Oh God, yeah, far. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I mean, he is. Poor he, Luke. Poor Luke. No respect. Yeah, um, I, I totally agree with uh, the the Asser. Am I saying your? I think it's just the Asser. Hey, hey, Chris. Presley, um, <laughs> I know you listen to the podcast. Thank you so much. Please write me an email and tell me the correct way Give to us say some phonetic. Please tell me the correct way to say your Twitter handle because I don't want to keep butchering it. I feel bad. Thank you. So last one. Oh no, you didn't. Uh, could be good and bad because good because a famous name increases attention. Bad because an actor might phone in the role, which I think is you know I think it's a perfect capper. It's kind of what we've been saying this whole time is that. Uh, it's marketing. It's ninety percent marketing, and yeah. then you know, ten percent. Hopefully, they're good. Indeed. Yeah. Do you think Captain Lou Albano ever knew what the hell was going on when he was playing Mario, <laughs> or do you think he was just phoning? That? He's just like, why am I in these red overalls? You know, like let's just get to work here. God, man, Captain Lou. He had rubber bands in his face. <laughs> yeah. He put them in his goatee, right? Yeah, yeah that too. Yeah, yeah. Rubber bands in his cheeks and his goatee. Yeah. He was a dirty son of a bitch. The early nineties were weird. <laughs> <laughs> I think Captain Lou was even earlier. 80s, yeah, yeah, yeah. 80s probably. He, weird, he used to hang times. out with Cindy Lauper. That didn't make any sense. That whole video didn't make any sense. None of that. What, yeah. what was happening there? That was just drugs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was cocaine. This, yeah. That yeah, was that cocaine-addled video and making. And a lot of neon. Kids who don't know what we're talking about. All right. So as always, guys, um, thank you so much to, uh, for the Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. This was episode 40 of the Rated NA Podcast. You can always send uh, 
Twitter messages to us at NerdAppropriate. We also have a Facebook account called NerdAppropriate, and you can shoot us an email, Matt, Scott, or Ash at NerdAppropriate.com. God, yeah, I think you just said everything. So we'll see you, uh, or we won't. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you.